Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why, our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my News Corp colleague, of course, racing journalist Matty Jones. You will know him from news.com.au and pro punter Brad Miller, otherwise known as Horse Miller 3. How are you guys? Good, Tim. Good, Tim. Look, we've got a big show on the way. We are going to have $100 each in four races, which we do every week. We'll pick a quaddie in Sydney and Melbourne and we'll have our best bet of the day. Okay, let's start in Melbourne. Race six. This jumps at three oh five p.m. Three-year-old handicap. Brad, which way are you going? Yeah, the favourite uh, Pachero comes through a strong form. Reference first up. Mm. I just wish it was fourteen hundred here. Um, do you think they made the right call scratching last week? I'm just not sure he would have won that with the conditions on the day. Gets a sweet run behind the speed here. Um, so I'm going to have seventy a win on him. And there's a roughie in the race. Uh, the five. Lloyd's Crown. It's about 20 to 1 um, with Bluebet. Race wide behind Inundation and thought he battled on really well last start. Beat home Cooled there, who then since won and is shorter in the market here. Um, expect he gets a better run behind the speed this time. And I actually like him jumping to 1,200. Never been to the distance before. But I went back through all his runs and he, he's always sort of battled on well late in his races. So I'm expecting the 1,200 might suit him. Just looks over the odds for me. So I'll have uh, 30 a win I need at around 20 to 1. All right. I'm uh, going to stick with Peter Moody and Jamie Carr. I want $50 each way on number six, Pounding. Another first up, proven winner, Exceed and Excel gelding, $50 each way, around that $60, $6.50 mark with blue bet. That is pounding for me in race six. Matty? Yeah, I actually agree with you. I think this is a very consistent horse. Um, only ran a length off Pesero, uh, what four runs back. Uh, I think it can launch late with a four-kilo weight pull on the favourite. Um, I agree with Brad. I would have loved to have seen Pesero go to 1,400. I know... Um, it's had a little bit of a freshen since that 1,200 run up the straight. Um, and he'll probably be better suited maybe to a turn where he'll get a bit of cover in the run. He sort of faced the breeze the whole way up the straight and he's one second up. So he's certainly a formidable um, opponent. But I just think pounding um, $6 on blue bet compared to $3.50 for the favourite. And the money's kept coming for this horse all since markets opened when it opened at $15. So um, I like it. And I cooled one here last time, but gee, it got all the favours in the run, but it still went on with it as it should have, but it, it didn't have to do any work. In the same race, Jigsaw got zero favours. It was three deep the whole way. Um, so it, it may have to overcome some issues again with the gate, but at $19 compared to $7 for Cooled, I think there might be a chance of switching those placings around and it might be a bit of value. But I'm, I, I like pounding um, with you, Tim. Um, $6 on blue bet. I think that's a good bet. So I'm going to have my $100 a win on pounding. Okie dokie. Now, Melbourne race eight, the Bletchingley Stakes. It's over 1,200 metres. It jumps at 4.20 p.m. Uh, on Saturday afternoon. It's a group three, wait for age. I'm sticking with Peter Moody, uh, Luke Nolan on board, Oxley Road here, number six. It's a track specialist. We saw that run the other week. Um, it'll be better for the run. And I think around that $6 mark, a blue bet is another $50 each way. I'm a conservative better, obviously, but um, I'll have $50 each way on Oxley Road, number six, Brad. Yeah, I'm a little bit against the, the two favourites in the race here. Um, I also had Maliba the best bet last start 
but now goes to 1,200 second up and probably gets a less economical run this time. Um, 1,200 records, pretty poor. I know it's a pretty average group three, um, but I think King of Sparta just hasn't really done anything for me. It won a sort of that Magic Millions race that won as a $2 million race, but it was like a benchmark 78 sort of standard race. You know, that Paul Ailey form reads well, but it just doesn't really attack the line from the replays I've seen recently. Um, just need something... I just need to see a little bit more from, from him to get enthusiastic about him. So I'm going with the class here, um, the top weight, number one, Streets of Avalon. Ran second to Sansom in this race last year and second to Viridine the year prior in the same race. Um, both were first up and he's obviously first up here. He's a Group 2 winner at 1,200 fresh um, previously. And although he's a two-time Group 1 winner and, and a Group 2 winner, you know, this Group 3 weight for age level just really suits him. Um, he did run third to Zaki in the All-Star Mile just two starts ago. So I think he's the class in the race and I want to have my main bet on him. So I'm going to have $70 a win. And the ruffie in the race that I think um, has a chance is the nine, Felicia. Uh, on face value, it's hard to see her sort of turning the tables on Maliva and Co in that in that previous run. But she was first up off her 400-odd day um, spell. Um, she came to hand pretty quickly off a similar break in 2020, loves this track uh, and has a two-length win at Group 3 Mare levels at this track and distance second up previously. Um, Craig Williams jumps back on and she goes really well for him um, and she should take up a four position just behind the speed to midfield. So I'm going to have 30 a win on her. I think she's around that sort of $16 mark with Blue Vet. What do you reckon, Matty? I'm sort of agreeing with Brad here just because I don't, I'm not a fan of... I mean, Maliva last start got a peach of a ride. Uh, you wouldn't see it get anything better go its way. So all the favours, now it's got gate 10. So I think it might be a little bit of a false favourite there at 460, blue bet. But um, with Brad, going back to the, the, the class horse, Streets of Avalon, um, track specialist too. Um, no, none of these other horses have form around Moanga, I am Superman, I am Superman, I am Thunderstruck, Ayrton... Um, and he's a real consistent performer who um, has a pretty good first up record, only one from 10, but he's placed five times. So um, barrier three, I think he can win this race just on class alone. Maliva, like I said, got all the favours last start, but can only win. Um, Maria Mia, um, freshen up suits, I think. Jamie Carr on. Joe Pride's placement probably... Can't be questioned in my view. I think he really plays his horse as well. And back to 1,200 metre suits. It, it is $7.50 on blue, but I was hoping for a better price than that, to be honest. But um, I still think it's a very good chance of causing a minor upset. And King of Sparta, um, yeah, I'm with you, Brad. The, the, the reputation, not probably living up to the reputation. It was um, favourite for the Ramorni. Um, last start when scratched. The, the Snowdens are desperate to get on a drier track. Uh, they don't necessarily need a good four, but they just want something out of the heavy range. And as usual, those Sydney horses coming down to Caulfield always suspect on how they handle Caulfield. But I just think at the at the odds, $7 again, Streets of Avalon. I reckon that's a touch overs there for a horse with, that's done what it's done against some very Group 1 winners and Group 1 performers. So um, I'm going to have my 100 to win on the streets of Avalon. Barrier 3, $7. Looks great. 
All right, I agree with you on Joe Pride. I really think he's got a great sense of, of placing horses. And uh, that's our next race, Sydney Race 7. It's a benchmark 88. And I'm going to have $50 each way on number three, uh, a Joe Pride horse, Titanium Power. Ran second at Ramwick last start on a heavy track. Won a couple uh, of runs back at Rose Hill. Always there or thereabouts. Around that $5, $5.50 mark on Blue Bet. So I'm going to have another $50 each way there. Titanium Power, Matt? Well, I can't go past the favourite here. We, we could be um, looking at a star in Waihaha Falls. Um, it's odds on, I get it, dollar fifty, but it should be. Um, it's not just the wit, the fact he's won um, his first two. He's had them won on turning for home. He's just jogged in. Um, it's a good sign. It goes up a touch in weight, but um, I'm not too worried about that. Loves a wet track. Barrier seven, I expect him just to go out there and just win again. He's third up. You can't imagine him going backwards. Now, Titanium Power, he'll give them something to catch here. Could be the lone leader in this race, and that's always a, always a positive for a front runner when they can get their own time in front. And, and last start, <coughs> he was very, very good running second. Um, he did a lot of work that day, and was entitled to drop out of it, but he didn't. And the only horse that beat him was Crosstalk, who we know is in fine form since it's come over to Australia and has, has been winning left, right and centre. So I think that was a very good run. Um, and Niffler, I think, can bounce back um, from having, I think, some vet issues last start. Tommy Berry on was very consistent beforehand. But, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just going to plonk my 100 on Waha Falls. I know it's a fifty, but it should just bolt in. Yeah, uh, look, I agree with you. I think, you know, it, it looks like the winner. Um, but, you know, I think Titanium Power is the only way uh, for me to think that something could possibly knock it off by your exacting explanation of getting out in front. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, one thing to be aware of um, with Waiha Falls, he's been getting weight off them. Carried just 52 and a half last time in the same sort of grade. Now gets right up towards the top of the weight. Um other than that, it's really hard to find any sort of knocks on him. Um, you know, perhaps if it was completely bottomless and he just didn't handle it, that's maybe something, but you're really clutching there and there's just no opposition here. He displayed a big sprint off a slow tempo first up uh, and then showed an impressive sprint again off a fast tempo second up, which I thought was super. That was um, just an amazing win. He'll eat up 1,300 and further off that. Um Played the Quinella sort of confidently last time with Snippy Fox, you know, around that 370 mark, but I just have no confidence who runs second here. Um, so I'm just going to have my 100 a win on with Matt. I'm going to have 100 a win on the on Wayhaha Falls at the short odds. Okie dokie. All right, Sydney Race 8, it's the Winter Challenge. Which way are you going here, Matt? Um, can you believe that Oscar Zulu is shorter than a horse that ran in the arc and Mugatu? I- <laughs> Uh, um, I know there's question marks on those two, but Gold Trip ran fourth in the arc and none of these would dream of getting anywhere near that class of race. Um, I know it's 1,500 metres, but look, you look at his 900-metre barrier trial on the way up to Sydney at Albury and it's everything you wanted to see um, in the last 100 metres. Um, why don't, I'm just going to take a chance on him on his class. He's $7.50 on Bluebet. Um why not have a crack at him? Um, Jojo was a man is flying this time. I mean, I get that, but I think $3 is too short for him. Although, you know, he's so consistent. I'm not putting Oscar Zulu in. I've given him too many chances, even though he's second favourite. Um, 
Look at two. I mean, this horse has won this race two years ago. Different type of prep off a longer break, but he's an all-star mile winner. He's a he's a genuine Group One horse, and you can't leave him out of your numbers at at seven dollars fifty there. Um, Charlize eleven dollars, not bad value. Um, but I think I'm going to take a bit of a chance on Gold Trip here. The 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 import who did last run in a ran third in a Group One race too in France as well. So. Um, I'll have my $100 to win at Gold Trip at $7.50. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to go on the class of Mugatu. I know it's been out for a long time. Uh, $50 each way for me, long spell. But this Chris Lee trained, as you just mentioned, um, seven-year-old gelding, proven first up, really uh, you know, a quality horse, Hugh Bowman on board. So I'm going to have, with that price you mentioned on Bluebet, I'm going to have $50 each way. What about you, Brad? Yeah, we're singing from the same hymn book here, guys. I, I'm going with the class as well. Like the favourite Jojo was a man was good last start, but he was getting four kilos off a limited animal like Taxu and couldn't get past him. Um, He's also better on a dry track, I think, Brad. I think. Jojo yeah. Is a man. You know, the heavies, yeah. he can handle it, but I don't think he's at his best on heavy either. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got ability, um, and he's a horse I want to follow through the grades, but I just can't get him anywhere near that price. I'm, I agree with you, Matt. I can see the top two have a lot against them, um, but I'm I'm definitely going with the class. Um, Gold Trip, you know, had a long layoff, big weight, but as Matt mentioned, finished fourth in an arc, and that's the pinnacle of racing, you know, anywhere in the world. Um, he has form over 1,600, so 1,500, should be okay. Uh, he's obviously going to be better over further. I love that 900 meter trial that Matt mentioned. Um, yeah, like no doubt he'd be better over further, but never underestimate Mar and Eustace. And, you know, a good stayer can always put in a good run fresh as well. So I'm going to have my main bet on him. I'll have 60 a win. And the other one, you know, the top of the weights is the two, Mugatu. Again, big weight, long layoff, but he goes well fresh. Um, he loves wet ground. And I do like the win strike rate, nine from 21. So he's had the three trials to get ready for this. Um, he's last year's all-star mile winner. Um, and, he, and he won that second up on very wet ground, so he can come to hand pretty quickly. So I'm just going to back those two. I'm going to back the class horses. They've got the big weights, um, but the opposition, for me, just aren't there at their level. So $60 a win on the one gold trip and $40 a win on the two Mugatu. It is exciting, isn't it, um, boys? Like, like we're going to start to see some of these really good quality horses come back over the next few, few weeks, aren't we, Matty? Yeah, a lot of them. Barrier tried on Friday and Animo and the likes. And um, it doesn't take long now, does it? You, you know, only a, a good four or five weeks after the winter carnival in Brisbane and mm. the, the good ones are coming back. So, um, and, the, <laughs> and the spring carnival in Sydney doesn't end until... Um, well, you could even argue it, it just goes on the feature races up until um, the gong. That's in late late November, 20-something in November, the gong. So we're in for, I think, starts very soon, at least one $1 million race per meeting for months on end in Sydney. And Melbourne, well, we know what we're gonna, gonna get, gonna, going to get in Melbourne. It's always great down there. And um, looking forward to... Um, the big races, including my favourite race, just about my favourite race of the year, the Cox Plate. Yeah, well, our um, our racing dream show comes back, Brad, in on August 20, and I think we're running for a record 12 weeks. These these spring carnivals in both Sydney and Melbourne are just best in the world stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. It's been a been a long sort of arduous winter to get through but um we've got some good racing coming i just can't wait to sink our teeth into it absolutely all right well let's have a look at uh, the quaddies next we'll sink our teeth into that 
Us Aussies love having a crack. We invented the Hills Hoist, wine cast, the mullet, and of course, the streaker. And the mother's mother of all inventions. The quicker, slicker, faster, sharper, brand spanking new Bluebet app. Get racing in sport form. Expert tips, previews, live streaming and place bets faster than you can say, that's the ducks nuts! The True Blue brand new Aussie app. Don't let the game play you. Stay in control. Gamble responsibly. All right, it is time to have a look at our quaddies. And first leg of the Melbourne quaddie is three-year-old handicap race six. We've talked a little bit about it already, Brad. Yeah, so I've got the two Pachero and the five Lloyds crowned a bit of a price, hoping for a bit of value there. Um, and the other one I want to put in is the eight Sandy Prince, um, you know, lightly raced on pacer, who runs well fresh without winning. Um, soft jump out win at Flemington. So I'm just going to go with those three, two Pachero, five Lloyds crown and eight Sandy Prince. Yeah, we've got a real short price favourite, haven't we? Uh, as mentioned in race seven, first leg of the quaddy in Sydney, Matty. Yeah, and we're just going to stand him out. Um, Waihaha Falls, first leg will <coughs> look for our percentage. So number two, Waihaha Falls, first leg of the quaddy. All right. What about the second leg of the quaddy in Melbourne? It is race seven and uh, an interesting race, this one, uh, Brad. Yeah, Philly's race. I'm going skinny again here. I think there's two that sort of stand out to me. In particular, the three snapped. Um, ran a career peak on debut at Pakenham. She was eight lengths better than any of the other horse on the same day in fast time. Then sat three wide, no cover in a slow run race at the Valley and smashed them there. So she's first up here. Um, first jump out was okay. Second jump out with Jamie Carham was outstanding. Um, in that second one, she showed a bit of versatility. You know, she can take a sit behind them and pounce here. I love the car booking. I think she's clearly the one to beat. So we've got the three snapped and the four chain of lightning. Three out of three. Um, outstanding winner first up for the Moody Stable um, since shifting over. Smart filly. She already might be looking for 1,400. She could even be like an early spec for like a 1,000 guineas type of race. Uh, if you can get a price about her before Saturday. So I'm just going to take those two, the three snapped and the four chain of lightning. Yeah, second leg of the quaddy in Sydney is this race eight, the Winter Challenge. And uh, we've got these two quality horses, 61 kilos, uh, one and two in the race. It's almost uh, quality versus uh, a little bit of form at the minute. So which way are you going to go, Matt? Yeah, I'll, I'll put the first two in, Gold Trip and Mugatu at $7.50 each. I mean, Jojo was a man's too short at $3, but so consistent. I have to throw him in too. And I think for some value, Charlize um, at $11, we can put in there too. So my numbers be 1, 2, 11 and 12. Thank you. Yeah, we get back to the Bletchingley Stakes, which is the third leg of the quaddy. Um, you've given a few of your thoughts on this one already, Brad, race eight. Yeah, so I've got the one Streets of Avalon, the nine Felicia at a bit of odds. Um, and I'm going to put in the six Oxley Road. Another on face value, you'd say can't turn the tables, um, but it, it might have just been a bit of a pipe opener there first up. And although he is a winner on heavy, that win on the heavy track rated poorly, and I do think he's actually better on top of the ground. So mm. an improving track probably helps him. Uh, ran third in Oakley Plate second up last prep uh, and does have a good win over 1,200 at this track previously. So he's one that can improve. I do want – you could easily go much wider here. 
but I'm just going to skinny it up again. I'm just going to go with those three, um, the one, nine, and six. Race nine, third leg of the quaddy in Sydney. The City Tattersall's group handicapped to jump at 4.05 p.m., Matt. Yeah, Conscript, Conscript third up um, off a win, peaking, won't be going backwards. $2.90 favourite, maybe a bit skinny, but I'll have it in with Jar Lee. I think it just got way too far back. Third, uh, second up last start. McDonald on now, better barrier, positions closer, not as much work to do. I think Montedito, $10 is nice value. I think the horse is just going along really well. Might not be the most talented, but it is going along really well. And David Pfeiffer has done well with the horse. Now, Mamoragan, I know he's Mamoragan, but he's $18. He's over the thumps, which he's had massive issues with for the past couple of preparations. He's Something's going to click with this horse He's going to get favours. He'll put it together and he will just win a race. So I want to put um, Conscript number two in. Number oh, number one, Conscript number two, Mamoragan. Number eight, Montedito. And number nine, Jar Lee. Final leg of the quaddy in Melbourne is Caulfield race nine. And it's $5 the field here, uh, including number four, Lucky Decision. We've seen Lucky Decision, this Peter Moody horse, uh, racing some pretty good races. Yeah, I'm going pretty wide here. I'll just go in race book order. Um, I'm actually leaving the favourite out, but I've got the the toppy, the one designer chef. Um, he has a poor second up record, so he has potential to sort of bounce here third up off an excellent win first up at 1,200. He also has a very poor 1,400 record. So some horses' tempos, like he's won at 1,200, he's won at 1,600. Sometimes just those tempos, the, the different distant ranges um, contest them, but I'm going to put him in because he's a big price at 20 to 1. The two Mr. Exclusive is also around that double figure mark. He's a half length off Diagula first up. No guide second up. Um, just untested behind them in a race where there was a few unlucky ones. And gets in really well relative weights versus the others that he met here. Carries the same weight and the others are going up in weight. So I want him in. The six Polanco comes through that same race. I think he's the horse who actually should have won the race. Settled behind the speed. Just held up nowhere to go. Um, that was the He's Our Bonneville race. Would have been really keen if he drew a gate and could take up a position again, but he's drawn wide um, and he might have to go back. So you'll have to go back and around them this time. The 11 Mayfield Spirit um, is one that does interest me at around that double figure mark as well. Inconclusive first up, same race, all dressed up, nowhere to go, got dragged back through the field and just wasn't even ridden out. It was like a barrier trial for it. So it'll still have fresh legs. Um, second up, Good record, two from four. And Jai McNeil to Jamie Carr is a huge tick for me. Um, the 14 Turbo, again, comes through that same race. Savage the line, went to 1,700 last start, sat wide, um, just didn't run on. And the 20 here to shock is a different sort of form um, So and has a bit of upside to it about it as well. It's sort of close to double figures too. So race book order, I've got 1, 2, 6, 11, 14, and 20. All righty. What about this final leg of the quaddy last race in Sydney? Matty? Yeah, a little open. Um, Sunrun Ruby, the flashing light was on first up. The horse wasn't fully wound up off one very soft barrier trial, no jump out. So I think we expected an even better horse here. Um, Ladybrook is so tough. Um, when you've got those tough horses in this sort of race, they're very hard to deny. It should be in the finish. Um, I think Irish Angel, I know it's had some knockers, but... I, and maybe it's a little short at 750 considering what's done, but I'll put it in too. Lady Banff, I know it hasn't won in a long time, but I love the barrier trial. Looked really good in the trial. Um, finished its last prep with two runner-up finishes. $9, not a bad price. So I'm going to put in 
number two Irish Angel, number four Lady Brooke, number five Lady Banff, and number nine Sunrise Ruby. All righty, there we go. There's our quaddies in Sydney and Melbourne. Up next, we'll have our best bet of the day. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Not a particularly easy day to find a best bet, but uh, I have gone race two in Melbourne. It's a two-year-old race. Uh, number one, Manhattan Thunder. Looked real strong when he won it. It's only start in sale. Well placed here, I think. A $3 on blue bet. D-lane on board. So uh, that's where my money's going in uh, our best bet of the day. Manhattan Thunder. Brad? Yeah, I'm going with one that we discussed in the in the quaddy earlier. Uh, Caulfield race seven number three snapped. Um, I just noticed the price has been knocked off a little bit early this morning. It was sort of three eighty four dollars last night when I was looking at it. It's now sort of three forty three fifty. As I mentioned, she ran a career peak. You know, eight lengths better than any other horse on the same day. She's first up here, first jump out good, second with car in the saddle I thought was outstanding. She just travelled like a really good filly and put them away under little pressure there. Um, I like that versatility that she showed. Just gives Jamie some options. Um, doesn't necessarily have to use her up from gate one, you know, and hunt up along the inside. She can just hold a spot behind them and then charge at them late with a bit of luck. So I'm pretty keen on her. I think she's pretty smart, um, and I like her at the, the 1,200. So best bet for me, Caulfield, race seven, number three, snapped. What about you, Matt? Um, I like... One in Sydney, um, race six, number three, Colino. Super win last start. Um, forgive run first up on the wet. It has won on the wet before. Um, very good support for it. Open 290, still 280 on blue bet. Um, I know it's a little short. And there's some nice horses like Purring Away and Deep Romance in there and the Himalayas and um, that. But I just think if this horse brings its form last start, it wins. Barrier three. James McDonald on. I, I like that price, 280, even though it's 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 well found, but um, the win last start was sensational. So that'll be my best bet. All right, and I'll just mention I've got a very small share of a horse, a Nakoni gelding on Sunday at the Sapphire Coast, which I think will give a bold showing. So look for Prince Nakoni at the Sapphire Coast. Good luck there, Tim. Hope it wins for you. Thank you. That's it for what I'm backing and why. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matt. Bluebet, the wholly owned Aussie boogie. Absolutely. Thanks to you. Thanks to Brad. Hopefully we've found you a couple of winners today. See you next week, gentlemen. See you, Tim. See you, guys. See you, guys. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.